Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. They did switch it out from uh, bluegrass to Bermuda grass. And there were actually people who were guarding that grass. Testing it for hardness, how much the ball is going to bounce. 83,000 square feet. It's a lot of grass. It is a lot of grass. (laughs) In St. Louis's humidity and heat, it's not easy being green or staying that way when we're talking about the grass carpeting the fields at Bush Stadium or the sprawling pitch at City Park. It's a whole job for a whole lot of people, and it is a heck of a lot of grass. If you've ever wondered what all goes into keeping those fields verdant, healthy, and safe, including how the arch gets into the Cards outfield, you're in luck because STLPR senior correspondent and morning newscaster Wayne Pratt's got some answers for us all. Wayne, welcome, and thanks for sticking around to talk with us this afternoon. Yeah, no problem. I hope I have enough of the answers. We'll see, we'll see how okay, it goes. Okay, we shall see. Now, I know that you are quite a sports fan. What was it that planted the idea for this story? I've often wondered about it since I moved to St. Louis nine years ago, what they do considering the heat we encounter in this city in the summer and how they go about it and to keep it green. Because usually when you look on TV or from the nosebleed sections where I usually sit, (laughs) it looks pretty good. So I was wondering how they pulled that off. So that was how I got the idea to explore this. Did you have some idea going into this what the effects um, climate has on grass, like what that already was or... Well, just from what I get in my own yard when I cut it or if I cut it too short when it's too hot and all of a sudden everything is brown, mm-hmm. you know, how come they're not having the same problem that I am? That, right. that was basically the, the gist that drove me toward it. Mm-hmm. And what was it that you learned about how heat, well, that's something that you've kind of seen, but even humidity and moisture compromises grass conditions? Well, it could... Um, it could make it unsafe for the players. That, that that was the main takeaway from this, especially at the soccer stadium and to a certain extent in the outfield at Bush Stadium as well. So that becomes the priority for the grounds crews. Make this as safe as possible for the players, then make it look as good as possible because let's face it, uh, when it comes to big-time sports, we're in a TV world and you have to look good when you're on the television. Right, right. Now, how much grass is it that we are talking about between these two stadiums? That one I'm not too sure on. The uh, way it works out for City Park, it's 83,000 square feet. Okay. And that's, uh, if I understood them right, that's just on the main uh, playing surface there where the stadium is. Mm -hmm. And you go underneath the street there, they have a tunnel to the practice field. So they got, I think, three other practice fields there. So they're dealing with that as well. So it's it's a lot of grass. It is a lot of grass. I used to have to mow grass as a kid growing up in Ontario, but that is like nothing. So did I. I'm still mowing it in Missouri. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Now, when it comes to Bush Stadium, you've just talked about how many fields they have. How many caretakers are there at Bush and what jobs do they do? Well, they... There wasn't an exact number because a lot of that depends on some seasonal workers that come in. They have some part-timers 
aspects such as that. So uh, from what I was told by the head groundskeeper, Bill Findlay, it runs up around 40. I thought it'd be a little more than that. Mm. They tend to keep for night games at least 18 around in case they got to roll out the tarp in aspects such as that. So, right. But that seems to be what they're running at Bush Stadium. And that, as I mentioned, is a mixture of full-timers, part-timers, seasonal workers, some other stuff. They have some students looking for summer jobs that take some of those. They have some retired people helping them out. Okay. So it's a big mix that helps them do this big job. Yeah. And how much experience does Bill Finley, for example, have in insofar as taking care of the grass that way? At Bush, Bill is closing in on 30 years. Wow. Which, wow, you must really love your job if you're there 30 years. I've been here nine, and I'm wondering. But <laughs> <laughs> Bill has been there for 30 years, and this guy loves his job. He was great to talk to. He was excited to talk about it after three decades. It was mm-hmm. it, it was great to talk to somebody who's that enthusiastic about what they do for a right. living. I guess you would have to be enthusiastic to stay with it as, as long as that. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I guess, to see some of the changes that have happened with the, the climate and sort of to, to keep up with maintaining it in a way that makes sense for the now. Now, there is a bit of grass art <laughs> that Bush Stadium visitors and people watching games on TV love to see, right? Yes, they they have a way of cutting the lawn, and, and a lot of people who watch the Cardinals would be familiar with this. They have a way of cutting the lawn so the arch is in the outfield. Looks great on TV, looks great from the nosebleeds that, that I sit in. And w- I told Bill, I'm going to break protocol here and ask you about this because my wife is curious about it. Oh, sure. But it ends up all the fans are curious about it. So I, I asked him, what's the deal with that? How come it's not on um, up for every game? And he said it's the most frequent question he gets asked. That's one of those things that started at the All-Star game and got very popular at that point. We started doing it more often. We got to a point, though, where we were finding it, that we were doing it too much, and we were starting to get a little bit of a, a rut in the grass from the tire mow, which a lot of people could see when you're at home. If you mow the same way all the time, you'll start getting those little tire ruts. So we have to switch up our pattern quite a bit so we don't get that, and it also helps keep the grass from getting too grainy or growing in one direction. So we kind of got away from doing the arch all the time, so now we're kind of using it as a special event kind of a thing where it's opening day, you know, jewel events, uh, definitely for the postseason. It's in there for the whole postseason. So I know a lot of people want it to be in there all the time, but it's just, it's just too hard from a, from a agronomic standpoint. It's just, it's hard on the grass. And that's something I, I didn't think of is that obviously it would cause ruts in the grass if you're mm-hmm. cutting it the same way like that every day and having that in all the ball game and, and you run the risk of the grass eventually getting brown in that area if you cut it too much that way to keep that image going on. So that's why they just do it for special games. Now. Yeah. And was there anything in particular about playability? So we've just talked about sort of it's both aesthetics and and the function. Um, is there anything sort of apart from a twisted ankle or anything like that that would affect actual gameplay? Well, there it could run a, a wide range of, of stuff. And, and, and for outfielders, uh, it, it may not be the condition of the outfield. They just may take a wrong step. They may run wrong. They may fall onto the ground mm-hmm. in a strange manner as they're trying to get a ball. Uh, but what they try to do is keep the ground as level as possible, as flat as possible to make it as safe as possible. Right. Now, not too far away is the City SC Stadium, a city park. And there's a little bit of envy going on um, from the direction of Bush to City Park. 
<laughs> Tell us about that. I, I, I like to think of it as envy. Bill didn't look too envious. When, uh, Bill Findlay at Bush Stadium didn't look too envious when I asked him about it. But he did say, we don't have all the bells and whistles that they do at City Park mm-hmm. with all the equipment and the high-tech stuff they are running there. Now, City Park's brand new. So they're going to go top-notch right away, which yeah. is what they have done. Uh, they have, they're constantly monitoring for moisture and other factors. They have these grow lights, which are these big portable lights that they just shine on the grass when they need it. I've seen those things. They're huge, bigger than I thought right. they would be. That's just some of the technology they're employing there to make it as green as possible, as safe as possible, and just to make the team be proud of what they have. Yeah. There's also a level of sacredness about the grass there at Bush that I remember. I was there for uh, an event last summer, and there were actually people who were guarding that grass um, so that nobody would be touching it. So is that something that you kind of got a a little bit of a feel for when you were visiting? When we went, uh, photographer Tristan Rouse and I went, uh, there was a crew watering down the infield at that time. We couldn't go out and, and talk to them very close to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to stay behind some some roped off areas. We could not go on the grass. But the cool thing that happened because of that was I got to interview Bill Findlay in the Cardinals dugout. Oh. And as you pointed out, I'm probably too much of a big sports fan. So for <laughs> me, <laughs> that may have been the coolest thing I've done since I've come here in, in nine years. Yeah. So with City Park then, it is newer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe there would be more ground, but I hadn't been thinking about the practice fields that uh, that are part of Uh, City Park. What is it that you learned about the way that things are done there that maybe is a little bit different from how they're done at Bush? Uh, Well, it's a different sport. Um, So obviously they have to take a different approach. Uh, A lot of it comes down to the technology and how much they are monitoring and how much they are anticipating what the weather is going to be. They do that at Bush as well, but they seem to really watch it a a touch more closely at City Park. And it could be because they have fewer games at City Park, too. At Bush, it's it's a constant turnaround when there's a homestand for the Cardinals. Uh, You know, you usually get a week would be the quickest turnaround, sometimes a little less than that at City Park. So they have more time to make sure things are safe, level, and look as, as great as possible. Mm-hmm. And at City Park, um, you know, there are other things that happen, you know, in, in the stadium, probably not on the grass. Uh, who are some of the people that are working there to ensure that that surface is a safe one for players? Uh, Josh McPherson is, I want to get his title exactly right here in case he's listening. I don't want to get in trouble. (laughs) Uh, Director of Stadium Grounds. So he heads up everything. And he came from the University of Missouri, um, uh, or Missouri University, excuse me, in Columbia. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was in charge of all the grounds there. So obviously it's his first full season being in charge of what's going on at City Park. So he heads it up. He has a crew. I forget how many people he he employs, but they are constantly rolling the grass and testing it for hardness. They test it for how much the ball is going to bounce. They test it how, how well the ball is going to roll. They have a strategy there that when the grass grows, they monitor how much it has grown in a day or two. And, oh. and then they come back and they cut off the exact same amount. So it remains at the same height, the same level, okay. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It, it yeah. gets a little into the, the groundskeeper geekiness, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. And as far as the grass is concerned, I think they've taken a little bit maybe of a note about what kind of grass works best, that there was a, a switch out of, of the type of grass that was at Bush 
Yeah, at, at Bush Stadium this year, they did switch it out from uh, bluegrass to Bermuda grass mm-hmm. because it is supposed to do better in the heat. It is supposed to bounce back better. They had three concerts in a short period at Bush Stadium this year. And I was told the grass bounced back great after those three concerts. The previous grass that was in there that had been growing there since 2006, it, it would probably still be recovering at this time of year because that variety of grass is just struggling to survive when the heat hits. Yeah. And at City Park, they have Bermuda grass in there as well because it's supposed to do so well in the heat. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems like people who work on fields at Bush and City Park, they need to have a certain kind of temperament in order to have that job. Yeah, uh, there'd be a lot of patience. Uh, you really have to be into the science. Um, y- you really have to um, understand root systems, all that kind of stuff, which is way above my head. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and the stuff I was writing up, I'm going to leave that out because it might just get 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 a little bit uh, too uh, too much into the weeds, so to speak. And obviously, they didn't want weeds. Right, there, so, right. You know, I try to <laughs> I try to be good. But uh, Josh McPherson, who's been doing this for years at other venues, and it's f- his first year here. He he has. Uh, some lofty standards when he looks at soccer pitches in other fields. I've maybe been happy with a pitch three days in my life, you know, <laughs> like it, it truly, I, I mean, it's an obsession. It's a, it's an addiction, right, of perfection that is almost impossible to achieve. As weird as it, as it is, I can relate to that because I've been doing radio newscasts since high school and I've probably only had three in my life that I've been pleased with. Oh. So I know where he's coming from. <laughs> I'm sure other people are, are very happy with what you're doing. And the final question, I understand you're a hockey guy. So do you have any plans to go indoors to do Blues Ice at the Enterprise Center this this coming winter? Uh, you know, that's a good idea. I've always envisioned that uh, if they would let me down where the blues are, that I would uh, hop on the Zamboni for a practice or something and record that and see what that's like. Okay. That would be kind of cool. So that has now been put out into the universe. Uh, we shall look we'll see forward to a yeah. Zamboni piece from you. Well, another guy wants to ride the Zamboni. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Wayne Pratt is a senior correspondent and morning newscaster here at STLPR. Wayne, thank you so much. Thanks. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Alex Hoyer. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.